Tacos and Tortas, A Monster Food Truck Park, and Hangover Ramen. This week, we're in Los Angeles. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This is the place where we sample the planet's best dishes and drinks at DestinationEatDrink.com on YouTube and here on the Destination Eat Drink podcast. This week, my guest is Eunice Reyes. She's a super popular YouTuber with her channel Rated V, where she explores vegan cooking and restaurants all over the world. But before we get to Eunice, could you rate and review the podcast on your podcast app? Just takes a sec, and it really helps me get out the word about our foodie travel thing here at Destination Eat Drink. Eunice Reyes is a foodie vlogger who's been on Destination Eat Drink talking about vegan food in Spain where she lived as well as Seattle, another place where she's lived. Now Eunice is based in Los Angeles and we talk about her fave vegan places for tacos, burgers, and brunch plus a piping hot soup so good you'll even eat it in the middle of summer. Okay, I'm starving, so let's eat. Destination, eat, drink. Eunice Reyes from Rated V. Thanks so much for being back on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you about Los Angeles. Hello. Thank you for having me again. And yes, this is my, my new home. I, <laughs> I feel like every time I'm on here, I live somewhere different where I'm talking about something completely different because it's just bouncing around everywhere. Yeah, it's a big it's a big life-changing experience, right? Last time you were living yeah. in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Now you're in Los Angeles. Um, so wh- why did you decide to move to California? So for a few reasons, actually. So I've always wanted to live somewhere with tons of sunshine. So I just, I just love, after living in Spain, I got used to just having the sun almost every single day. And I was like, you know what? I want that again. And then two, as my vegan social media platforms keep growing, I wanted to move somewhere that allowed more networking opportunity for just bigger goals and taking things to the next level. And I know LA is like the hub for not only like a vegan scene, but also just content creation in general. So I wanted to kind of just place myself in this environment and see where I can take things, right? Because I have some goals of, you know, shoot for the stars and try to go for it. Like my dream one day is to have some kind of show. So we'll see if that happens. <laughs> I figure if I'm here, I'm be- it's a clo- you know, it's a little closer. Definitely. And I, you know, you made the right decision. I certainly understand the sunshine argument. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why we love being here in Portugal, although it's not exactly yeah. the, uh, Setubal Portugal is not exactly the social media <laughs> hub of the world, but, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, great choice. And I've just been enjoying binging on your videos as they've been coming out. And I was catching up just the other day, me and my girlfriend were rewatching them so I could take some notes and mm-hmm. she said, she goes, man, this is, we were going to have like a, a little salad for dinner. Like we didn't even have anything really planned for dinner. And she's like, man, I'm yeah. so hungry now. <laughs> so, 
And I'm oh like, my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so we had to we had to make a big old dinner, and she's like, "You think we could go to Los Angeles on this next trip to uh, the U.S.?" I'm like, "No, it's going to be all pretty much <laughs> East Coast. I don't think we're going to be able to yeah. do it this time." But uh, yeah, she I was. Know, it's so far. <laughs> she was loving seeing all those places that you were going to. So, um, congratulations oh my gosh, on I'm that. So happy. Yeah, great videos. Thank uh, you. So we want to talk about um, the vegan scene in Los Angeles because you've put together all these videos. And when I think of Los Angeles, I've been to Los Angeles many, many times. And the first thing that pops into my head when I think of Los Angeles is tacos, taco culture. And I lived in, uh, we lived in Austin, Texas for a while and tacos there mean one thing. Los Angeles, it's kind of different. Um, Tell me about the taco vibe. Tell me what's going on with tacos in Los Angeles from a vegan perspective. Oh, yeah. So tacos obviously are a big deal here, obviously, because there's such a beautiful influence of Mexican culture here, right? There's a large Mexican population. And from the non-vegan side, you will see taco stands pop on the street, in front of grocery stores, in front of bars, in front of clubs, you know, like everywhere. It's like street food. Like if you go to Mexico, for example, that's what you see. That's normal. And so... I'm still waiting for the day till something like that vegan pops up, but you know, until then, <laughs> until then, it still has a very strong vegan taco scene here. There are a few that are just pop-ups and there's others that have kind of like their, have a brick, kind of brick and mortars. And then there's other ones that, you know, are full established restaurants. So it's just, it's really great. And then there's restaurants, of course, that have tacos on their menu, right? But I would say the ones that I've really enjoyed going to the most. So, and there's just and there's different varieties, right? Which is the beauty of it. There's, there's just so many different kinds of tacos. Um, so a few that I've gone to that I'll mention that were also in my video. Um, one of the originals, so the OG of the vegan taco scene here, is called Senna Vegan, and they started selling at Smorgasbord which is a weekly pop-up that happens in on Sundays in the arts district. So a bunch of food vendors will just go on this parking lot and they'll, you know, pop up. Um, so it happens every day, every Sunday, all year, right? You know, with exception when COVID happened, like they had to stop, but it's always been a weekly thing. So that's always fun to do if you want to try a bunch of different things. Um, but they kind of initiated this movement, right? Which was great. And they create a lot of their proteins so that's either soy or um, they have gluten-free options made out of Yuba, skin, like the tofu skin, which is my favorite because it's, you know, high in protein. It's, it's you know, it doesn't have gluten if you if you're like allergic to that, you know, or maybe you don't want soy. So they do a variety of different kinds of meat. So again, like seitan or soy, Yuba, you know, and they, and they make their own handmade tortillas too, which I really appreciate. Um, so they do them to order, which is nice. Like I was, that always make adds like a little, you know, extra yummy touch to tacos. Right. Um, and they also make at select locations because they now have expanded right before they used to only be at Smorgasburg, but now they have, um, one in a, uh, collective kitchen in Long Beach. And then now they're in Whittier and, um, and also they're usually in Los Angeles. I think it's like East Los Angeles where they are at, but, um, they have a torta that is 
So good. It's so good. I know it's on tacos, but uh, for those who are not familiar, a torta is like this giant sandwich. Like theirs is literally the size of my face. <laughs> and so it has like beans and lettuce and avocado and their, their, their own crema. And then you choose your protein and they ask you what salsas you want. And it's, it's so good. And the bread, like Carmen, the owner, she spent a lot of time looking for that bread because she was so particular about the type of bread to use for the torta, which for good reason, because the torta, the bread is what makes tortas, right? So, so yeah, that was really good. And then within the taco scene in general, not just the vegan scene, there has been this trend of birria. I don't know if you've seen it or are familiar with it. Have you seen it? I think I heard about that in New York. It was going on there. Um, there was a yeah, so big it's kind of going on everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Cause I wasn't, I think it must've, it must've kind of taken off as we were, uh, heading out of, of the U S so I really? never saw it, but, um, I've heard about it and I've seen, in fact, uh, Michaela Malazzi, who does a TV show on PBS called bare feet. She was telling me about that in uh, New York and said it was a big thing going on there. So you're saying it's in LA too. Maybe it's, maybe it's nationwide by now. Oh yeah. It's, it's, Everywhere, literally everywhere. So birria is essentially this stewed meat. It's a stewed shredded meat, right? Um, typically beef. Um, but it's taken the world by storm. Like you, there's different kinds of birria tacos. You can have it on the soft tortilla. You can have them in the, my favorite ways with the crunchy, it's, it's a, you dip. It also comes with consomme. So consomme is like a dipping like soup that comes with the companies that you usually dip the taco in this. That's what kind of makes it an iconic birria taco, right? Um, so what they typically do to prepare it is they'll dip the tortilla in this like consomme oil and then they'll fry it on the comal, on the grill. And so it gets it like crispy because it has the oil on there, right? And it gives it this beautiful red color. Mm. So it gets crispy. And then that's when you add the birria meat, which in the vegan case, I've seen it out of so many different things. I've seen it out of mushrooms. I've seen it out of jackfruit. I've seen it out of the yuba tofu skin. And it's each one is delicious. And I just love seeing everybody's creativity trying to replicate this, right? And they've done a really good job. And so they put that in there. And then there's quesabiria, which is the cheese birria, right? Which is even better, right? So it's like you put a vegan cheese and then the meat. And so it melts all together, makes it crispy. And then you just dip it in the consomme like, like broth. And it's, wow. it's so good. Wow. So for me, like there are a couple places that do it. So each one of the places that, so it's vegan does one, but they do it on a soft tortilla. And then there's, um, El Cocinero, who's also super popular. I'll get to him in a bit that he does his version of it. And then my personal favorite, honestly, is a pop-up. And her name is, um, her pop-up is called Chonchitas. Um, it's run by Evelyn and her husband. And she only pops up about once a month. However, what I really like about theirs is that she makes her own in-house cashew cheese. And when you put that on the grill, like I remember I, it's one of my most viral Instagram videos. She's at, it's at over has like 10,000 likes already. <laughs> it's like over 130,000 views. It's so, it's ridiculous. But um, it's because like I, when I was, I was like filming her make it and I was just like blown away just watching this because she would put the cashew cheese on the grill and then when they flip it, it looks like real cheese, like that, you know, that chewy texture. Right. 
And so I don't know how she does that, but it was like, it's amazing. Wow. And then she makes her um, birria meat out of jackfruit. And she does such a great job of not making it taste like jackfruit. You know what I mean? Like sometimes people prepare jackfruit and it still has that acidic, slight briny flavor that jackfruit can have sometimes. And she does a really good job of eliminating all of that to where it tastes like, like birria meat, right? And it's ridiculous. So it's so good. And so I feel like she's done a really good job. Um, and so the next one that I really enjoyed is, uh, his name is Alex and he runs El Cocinero. El Cocinero is in, in like near Van Nuys. Like he's in the San Fernando Valley. He's far. Like if you're in the LA area, me, I'm living in the Long Beach area. So it's like even further. It's like an hour drive. Um, and that's not with really in traffic. With traffic, it's like an hour and a half. <laughs> um uh he does also his concept is really great because he has like this traditional kind of like almost like a taco like a like what a taqueria looks like you go inside and there's just all the different kinds of proteins the majority of his proteins though are soy based um so he uses like soy curls or other things but they're mostly soy based with exception of the jackfruit for the carnitas right um so there you can kind of build your own kind of taco. So you can choose your protein, you know, choose whatever like tortilla you want or however you want it, burritos, quesadillas, everything, right? Um, so that's a cool concept. He even has desserts like flan. So it, 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 I really like how he has really nailed the vibe of what you expect when you go to like a taco shop, right? Um, but his is all vegan. So he's become really popular. A lot of celebrities post about his food. Um, but but yeah, like he's great. But I, the, the beauty of LA is like there's great vegan tacos almost in any region. So you will definitely find the closest vegan taco shop near you, <laughs> wherever <laughs> you live in LA, right? You could even like in, Brent, in Westwood, I uh, filmed a uh, taco shop called Hijo de Su Madre, who's, who specializes in yuca, Tekken like South Mexican um, food, uh, which is another style, right? A lot of times people associate taco culture or Mexican food with Northern Mexican food or from Mexico City, but not from the Yucatan Peninsula, which has a completely different vibe, right? You get a lot of mix from like Central, almost like it's Mayan influence. So it's similar to Central American food in that kind of sense. And so he does an amazing job as well with Jack So. Yeah, there's there's my that was my long little explanation of all the tacos. There's way more, but you know that's me in, in summary. <laughs> and I love the the little pop ups when we were in Austin. Like some of the best taquerias were these trucks that were parked in mm-hmm. gas station parking lots, literally in gas station parking L- lots. And literally, like, yes. And when I first moved there, I was like, "What is the, how good could this be?" You know, it looks you know it looks kind of run down and stuff. And then you go there and you're like, "Oh." I get, I see why there's a yeah. line here. Um, it's not to yeah. fill up their tanks, man. <laughs> it's to get the tacos. Exactly. Honestly, no matter where you go, the best tacos will always come from a truck. And the reason for this is because there's less delay in it getting to your hands, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The, the faster you get it to you, the more, the better the texture is going to be everything. You know what I mean? So that's why that's my theory as to why, um, Tacos from a truck are always going to be better from tacos from a restaurant. It's just it's just the way they serve it. You just get it. You literally get it straight off the grill kind of thing. It's kind of like eating a baked good straight out of the oven. Right, you know, right. it always tastes better. Like that's kind of how tacos are. The, the sooner you can eat it fresh, the better. Right. So 
Definitely. You know, you mentioned Cena, and you mentioned that they started at Smorgasburg. And mm-hmm. I, I think we should talk about this place because my brother took me there when we were in L.A., and it absolutely blew my mind because, I mean, I've seen food truck uh, parks before with, you know, lots of food trucks in them. Even in mm-hmm. uh, Portland, they have those pods where they have lots and lots of food yeah. trucks. But I've never seen anything like Smorgasburg before. I mean, there must be hundreds yeah. of vendors there, at least. It's pretty incredible. Um, what's the, yeah. uh, what's the vegan scene like there? So there, there are a few vegan vendors. I would say the majority are mostly, um, non-vegan. However, you always find vegan food. There's, uh, I'm actually working on this now. It's a, um, a vegan dessert video, but all about the cinnamon rolls as a vegan. Well, they're not all vegan, actually. They sell vegan cinnamon rolls. What makes them so fun is they name all of their cinnamon rolls after rappers or hip hop artists. <laughs> so like the, you know, the original, like just one with a, you know, original cinnamon roll with frosting is called the Big Papa, you know, in honor of a Notorious B.I.G. And then you got the P, the, no, sorry, the Puff Daddy, because that's just your reference of how old school it is, right? Back right. when he was Puff Daddy, not P. Diddy. Um, that one has like Oreo and peanut butter and then like there's the Missy Elliott, which has like um, strawberries and stuff. And so it's fun. That, um, they've kind of embraced that concept. But even though they sell non-vegan cinnamon rolls, they can make every single cinnamon roll vegan as well. So they make the vegan frosting. They make the vegan cinnamon roll. They make it, you know, they even have a gluten-free option as well. And so it, they're so good. So there's that for dessert. You know what they need to do is they need to do a, a cinnamon roll infused with um with uh, cannabis and call it the Snoop Dog, uh, or with CDB <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I'll let them know that idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> or put little, uh, you know, uh, dot it with little gummies on the top or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Anyway, I was interrupting but, you. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. Um, the, then I've seen other pop-ups, like it's uh, a place called Champion Eats, so she, so that's a clever name, champion, you know, like a uh, champignon and sorry, champignon in Spanish, but champion is also French for mushroom. Mushrooms. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they've named it like champion eats because everything they do is mushroom based. And so you can get like fried enoki mushroom burgers. Um, and so, um, so that's a, another vegan option. There's man eating plant that serves delicious like bows and noodles and then you also have Sunday Vegan and Smorgasburg. So there's other vendors. And sometimes like these vendors will have both vegan and non-vegan options. So th- there's definitely plenty of food for you to eat as a vegan there. Just the majority of the vendors are non-vegan, I would say. Right, right. Before I forget, I wanted to bring up your video about brunch in L.A. I thought this was a really cool idea of doing all vegan brunch places in L.A. But you went to one place that I want to talk about specifically called Floor. Mm-hmm. And they had something there that I have never seen before. And I'd like you to talk about it a little bit called the Yo Egg. Oh, yeah. Describe for folks what that is, because it looks, (laughs) I've never seen anything like that before. It looks so cool. Yes. So Yo Egg is a company based out of Israel, actually. And they've taken the U.S. by storm with this product. So for those who miss runny eggs, okay, like sunny side up 
poached egg as meat because again eggs was the hardest thing for me to give up it wasn't cheese it was eggs because I loved that kind of food I loved you know poached and sunny side up eggs they've created a vegan version of this and it's actually the ingredients are pretty great like it's pretty natural so you know they make the the like the egg white out of like maybe some cornstarch and water and some sunflower oil and then the they put um it's low in calories. It has no cholesterol, right? And so they've mimicked the yolk so well. It's almost scary. And the texture is amazing. And so they, and when they send it to you, because they, they don't sell in stores yet, they're working on that. But they've really made most of their impact in restaurants. So they're doing business to business as their model right now. So there's tons of restaurants in the LA area that actually sell their product. So like, for example, Flora Vegan had this focaccia open-faced uh, like toast with the poached yo egg on top, right? And every time you open, it's just like with the black salt on top, it tastes just like egg. It's insane. And I love it. Um, and so there's different restaurants that have it. Um, you kind of just look on their website for a store locator and it'll tell you where to find it. Um, right now, they just launched an all veggie grills nationwide, which is a huge deal, right? Because veggie grills are kind of everywhere. Um, but yeah, so far they've they've been doing this whole like um, business to business model. But eventually, I know their goal is to sell in stores. Lucky us for the U.S. I don't know when Europe is going to happen. I'm imagining like soon, but. Um, I watched that video and it inspired me to go look on their website, and I was like, store locator. U.S. and Israel. And I was like, why? Yeah. Why is, oh, because they're based in Israel. That's why. But nothing in Europe right. yet. So um, mm-hmm. I want to try it. It looks it looks incredible. I saw the video and I'm like, that looks just like a sunny side up egg. It's it's pretty yeah. it's pretty incredible, really. It's so good. And there's a place here. One of my favorite ways I've tried it. There's a vegan crepe place here. And they do a savory vegan egg, ham and cheese crepe and they're from france so they're like legit like french crepes right mm. oh my gosh it's so good the way <laughs> they, they just make it and they put pesto and like a spring salad mix. oh my gosh it's the best it's one of the best ways i've had it wow so they do a really good job yeah let's move on to burgers because i think i've told you this on the uh, podcast before Eunice. it's like the the quality of veggie burgers has just increased exponentially in the last few years and not not just because Mm -hmm. of impossible burger and beyond beef and those i mean those are good but just veggie burgers made from just veggies you know and beans and rice Mm -hmm. and stuff like that they've gotten so much better than they used to be they used to either be super mushy or just dried out with no flavor whatsoever and that's not the case (laughs) anymore you know there you can get really 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 good veggie burgers and um, you did a bunch of uh, veggie burgers in your videos. Uh, what are some of your favorites that you like to go to? Okay, so starting off with the most popular ones is um, Monty's is kind of known to be the most popular. However, I have noticed you'll either love it or you'll hate it. Kind of mm. like In-N-Out. People Sometimes people say they love In-N-Out. They rave about it. And then people are like, oh, it's overrated. It doesn't taste good. So, I mean, kind of see for yourself. I like it. You know, the only thing I would, I think if I go back, I'm going to ask them to add more like butter or like vegan butter, obviously, to their buns to make it a little more moist. But other than that, like, I like them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they use impossible meat. So, I mean, it's, it's 
you know, that I guess that's kind of, they're kind of known, their vibe is known to be like almost like a vegan in and out because they also have milkshakes and, you know, uh, like quote unquote animal style fries, kind of like in and out does, right? But all vegan. Um, so they're really good. I feel like every burger place in California has a vegan version of animal style fries because it's so iconic to California. Like in and out is just iconic. So everybody has kind of done their own vegan copycat of that. Then there's the latest craze has been Heart House, which is Kevin Hart's vegan fast food chain. Um, people have said that the vegan chicken that he makes, which is the one, my favorite, because I've tried the burger there too. It's good. Don't get me wrong. And I love how the bun is extra, but like buttery, it's like oily. You know what I mean? So that, that I really like. Um, but my favorite is the crispy, like spicy chicken. And people say that that's kind of what he's known for because he's supposed to be like almost it's like a vegan copycat of Popeyes, which I've never had. So I don't know if it actually tastes like Popeyes. But um, so he develops, I guess, his own vegan burger meat and vegan chicken meat. I don't know how, who he works with or where, but he, he apparently he has his own recipe, which is kind of nice, right? He's not using any of the major brands. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And Long Beach has really great places. Like this is a place called Nice Burger that is, I just recently tried. It's delicious because so many people would recommend it to me. And again, it's like double, you know, double cheeseburgers. Or if you want a smash burger, there's a place called Bored and Hungry. They do smash burgers. Um, so yeah, there's just like so many places to get vegan burgers here. Like tons, like anywhere you go, almost every vegan restaurant has a vegan burger. <laughs> so, and you can get all different kinds, right? So um word of mouth is one of my favorites for a crispy vegan fried chicken because they do it out of oyster mushrooms so again it's like depending on what your style is and what kind of meat you want like if you want like the impossibles or the beyonds there's that but there's also tons of vendors who do just mushroom based which is great and my personal favorite too so there's a, just a variety here you mentioned uh, Long Beach, and um, I, I don't know that I've been to Long Beach. I mean, I know where I I know what it is, but I, I don't know that I've ever mm -hmm. been there. How, how far exactly is it from? If I'm in Los Angeles, how how far would I expect to drive to get to Long Beach? Oh, it's just a thirty minute drive. Okay, so it's easy. It's like kind of like everywhere from Los Angeles is a thirty minute drive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Even to go to like Santa Monica, it's a thirty minute drive. So it's like it's not far at all. Like you know, without traffic, obviously. The, um, that's the problem here is traffic is crazy. It took me a while to get used to like, you'll be, you'll see somewhere like, Oh, it's only like 10 miles. You would think it's like, you know, 15 minute drive. No, sometimes it'll be 45 minutes right, within right. the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> well, the, but, the reason I ask is because you went to a place in Long Beach called a uh, tofu house, which is a Korean place. And the thing yeah. about, the thing about Korean food, um, that I think, a lot of vegans struggle with is in the United States, at least all these Korean restaurants are focused on uh, vegan barbecue. So mm -hmm. it can be tough to find um, vegan Korean food. Even kimchi isn't necessarily vegan, mm -hmm. which is, a lot of vegans might be right. surprised to find out. So um, I think it's exciting that you've got a uh, Korean vegan place right there in Long Beach. Yes. Oh my gosh. So this restaurant, Sura, it's called Sura Tofu House, is my favorite restaurant in Long Beach, hands down. 
And before that reason, because you don't typically find a lot of these dishes vegan and they veganized almost everything on their menu because they also sell non-vegan food, right? They have the traditional Korean dishes, but then they also have the vegan versions of them. And all the banchan, which are the side dishes that you typically see at Korean restaurants like the kimchi, the you know cucumber, kimchi, etc. They've made it vegan for the whole restaurant. So everybody enjoys vegan banchan. So that way they don't have to worry about fish sauce or any of that. So all the banchan in the restaurant is vegan. And the reason for this is because the owners used to be vegan. And um, then when they took over the restaurant, because they had to, you know, kind of just try all the food and everything, they kind of had to give that. They decided, okay, you know what, we'll eat as much plant-based as possible, but we still have to try this food to make sure it tastes good, right? Um, But because that was such a big part of their lives and they wanted to contribute to the, you know, the sustainability of you know, that vegan food provides, they decided to offer a whole vegan menu. So one of my favorite things there to get is the hot tofu soup, because obviously they're a tofu house, right? So here you don't, you can't, you don't get the traditional, like, cook your own Korean barbecue, right? Like you would in like Koreatown, right? Um, They do have options of like bulgogi beef vegan, but they serve it to you already cooked, right? So you don't have to cook it yourself for those who are not familiar with them. Korean barbecue, but it's delicious. Like it's so good. And they use the same, like, um, it's, what is it? Flavoring and seasoning that they would for the regular one. They just use it on the vegan uh, meat, which is made out of, I believe, vital wheat gluten. So seitan. And then um, tofu, the tofu, hot tofu soup. It'll be summer and I don't care. I will still <laughs> eat this soup. It is so good. It's just, Oh, you can, and they offer one with mushrooms as well and so I always get that one and they serve it to you with like pi- just piping hot in like the the bowl that they serve it to. it's like a hot stone bowl it's the same one that they usually serve bibimbap to but in but um this soup is just boiling hot and it has tofu and veggies and then served with rice and all the banchan they also have like this giant ramen that's called the hangover ramen. <laughs> um, and you can get that one vegan as well. And it's just, they have like, um, you know, Korean fried chicken. Obviously this one's, uh, they use the impossible nuggets, but they use the same like gochujang sauce mixed in on their nugget. Uh, so it's really good. It's really flavorful. The japchae, the vegetable japchae is delicious. Japchae are glass noodles. And you could typically hack this one at other uh, non-vegan Korean restaurants because typically they have a vegetable version and they don't usually add anything that's not vegan unless you want to add meat to it, right? So that's one. And same with the hot tofu soups. You can usually, you can typically use that one vegan. You just have to make sure they don't add fish sauce because some people do and some people don't, right? So, or maybe you can ask without it. Um, But yeah, those are just some of my favorite dishes that that they make there. And yeah, I, I love that restaurant. <laughs> that that place looks amazing. It really does. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you can't even find this stuff in Koreatown vegan. You know what I mean? And the Koreatown has everything Korean, you know, Korean food. And so I just like that they veganized everything. Well, speaking of Asian dishes, what about uh, vegan dim sum? Okay, so for vegan dim sum, I found a place in Culver City that is called Iron Teapot. And they have, again, they have a separate vegan menu where they offer so many different dim sum options vegan. So like they have, um, you know, vegan shumai, they have vegan shawambao, they have, I think it was called sujuk. It was like this 
not Sujuga. I might be saying that wrong. I can't, I'm going to forget all the names because I can't pronounce them correctly. <laughs> but there was one that was like almost like a, like a, it was a crispy fried, almost kind of like dumpling slash Chinese empanada type of thing is how I kind of interpreted it in my brain. It was delicious. That was one of my favorite things. Um, and then they had, you know, Hagao and they had the Lord Magai, which is almost like this banana leaf wrapped, like sticky rice, um, dish and it was they just have so many options it was so good so it's like if you want to enjoy a dim sum experience like cantonese style with the i you know with the tea and everything then that place in culver city is definitely the place to go it gives you the vibes for sure i love culver city i think it's a totally underrated part of los angeles yeah uh, their their food scene there is in my opinion top notch and 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 now you've kind of talked me into uh, long beach being a totally underrated really good oh uh, yeah long beach has scene tons too. of vegan food yeah like my cousin's coming this weekend to visit and i was like honestly i was like we can do a lot of food probably here in long beach long beach has a really good vegan scene that's awesome it's, it's slowly being discovered i feel like yeah, I think maybe part of it is because the the rents are lower than in Los Angeles, so folks can afford mm-hmm. to go out there and and really experiment with some cool food ideas. So yeah. I, I think I mean that's it's great. not that much, yeah, and it's not that much cheaper, but it is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> cheaper maybe compared to Santa Monica or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So I wanted to ask you about my favorite uh, vegan place in Los Angeles which is a, a real splurge, I know, but it's mm-hmm. it's still my favorite place, and it's called uh, Crossroads Kitchen. It's very famous. They've got their own cookbook, yeah. and they've written tons of articles in New York Times, Los Angeles Times about these folks, but I still mm-hmm. think it's it's really my favorite place in Los Angeles. Have you been there, Eunice? Mm-hmm. I have. So I actually decided to treat myself there for my birthday for <laughs> brunch. I haven't gone for dinner, but I decided to go for brunch. Um, and I wanted to go because again, it's just, it's for the experience. Like you get like an elevated, like ambiance. Right. And so I went there because for brunch, they have a bagel tower. Like they serve it to you in this cute, like, you know, like the, the tea, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is it, like afternoon tea, like tears or towers. So they serve you a bagel tower <laughs> and that one, they do in a collaboration with a company called Yeasty Boys. So, um, Oh, I've heard of them. They, yeah, so they have like they give it to you with carrot locks and three different kinds of vegan cream cheeses, three different kinds of bagels, capers, tomatoes, cucumber, you know, so there's this beautiful tower. Um the only thing is I kind of wish that the carrot locks was a little marinade more to taste like locks. I felt like it was just Julian carrots. So that was to me my only like critique on that. But otherwise, I really do appreciate the presentation, right? And that they offer that because you don't usually get that anywhere else like a whole bagel tower right and so i appreciate the experience and then um we also because we were there we're like we gotta order a bunch of other things so we ended up ordering this um crab benedict that they make the crab out of parts of palm oh wow and then they do like a vegan hollandaise on top it didn't have any kind of vegan poached egg i was hoping they would but they do make they're famous for making their own yellow tomato based yolk so it's made out of the yellow tomatoes and they had it because they have a cachapuri, which 
for those who don't know what a kachapuri is, it's Georgian, but I think it's from Georgia. If not, they're, they're also um, in other countries as well, but it's like this boat bread and it usually has melted vegan cheese and then a egg in the middle, right? So right. obviously as a vegan, you can't really find that anywhere, but they've made a vegan version. They've made it like a little one. So I was like, okay, I have to try this. And so that was good. And I appreciate that they make um, a yolk out of yellow tomato, right? Wow. And it didn't really taste like tomato. It tasted pretty good. So um, so there was that. And then we also ended up getting the chicken and waffles, which um, I would say the portion for that one was a little smaller. I I was hoping that they would make their own vegan fried chicken in the sense of like maybe mushroom-based, right? Because there's just so many different creative ways to make it. But they used the impossible meat, I guess, of the mm. impossible chicken, like tender. So I was kind of like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was still really good. It, we ate it. But I kind of was like, for a place that is so elevated, I would expect them to kind of maybe create their own thing because there's food trucks that make their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my critique on that. But um, again, it's it's definitely worth going to try for the experience. And they have, I'm, I want to go back for dinner because their dinner menu is completely different too, right? And so yes. it's, it's definitely one to just go and check out. I love their uh, tofu cacciatore with the uh, the onions, the peppers, the olives, and the in the tomato sauce. Ooh. It's it's pretty it's pretty mind blowing. Really? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I have to go for dinner. <laughs> um, and another place I wanted to ask you about that I love in Los Angeles, in Echo Park, is uh, called Sage. Mm -hmm. This is another vegan mm -hmm. restaurant that I I've just had great experiences at uh, at this place. Have you been there yet? I haven't. I need to. I know. Okay. After this, you know what? Maybe I'll go sometime this week or something since my cousins are visiting. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't yet to go. So many people talk about it. So yeah, I need to. Their their eggplant dishes, their eggplant parm, and their eggplant or arrabbiata are out of this world. Ooh, really, okay, really good. Noted. Really, really good. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, my favorite place for Thai, for vegan Thai in Los Angeles is, um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but my brother took me here once called uh, Satda Kitchen, S-A-T-D-H-A. Oh. Um, and I think uh, that's in Santa Monica. Um, and they have this green papaya salad with peanut chili lime dressing that will uh, change your life. That will change your religion. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. You guys like satay Thai? You said? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sata Kitchen. S-A-T-D-H-A Kitchen in Santa Monica. Okay. So. Um, okay. Noted. It's, it's really good. So you try those. Report back to us. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Now you've definitely spiked the curiosity. Yeah. Well. It's been great catching up with you, Eunice, and I really look forward to seeing all your new videos. Are you going anywhere else outside of Los Angeles that we can look forward to in the near future? Yes. So for now, I'm working on this vegan dessert video, and I think from there, I'll be taking a pause for the month of August because I am planning to go to Asia for a month wow. <laughs> in September so I need to plan. I'm just like, I need the time to just plan, uh, figure out where I'm going to go. I still haven't even bought everything to like, you know, for there. But um, I'm planning as of now to go to Taiwan, Singapore, uh, Bali, South Korea, and uh, Tokyo. 
And so I'm going to try to do content at each place. But again, this is also my vacation. So <laughs> I'll film whatever I feel like filming. <laughs> if people want to research more, they're going to have to Google it. It's <laughs> so true. It's like we went, uh, we just got back from Milan and, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to all these cool places and I'm, I'm whipping out the camera and I'm like telling my girlfriend, okay, uh, you got to film. And she's like, are we on vacation or are we, are we working? Which one is going on right now? Because I'm not really sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's all fun. It's all fun anyway. She was obviously just teasing, but uh, that sounds yeah, like yeah, a yeah. great trip. I am looking yeah, forward to seeing all those places that I've never been to and seeing what uh, what your take is on those units. So, uh, yeah, well, and it's funny because I do already have a video on Singapore because this, this will be my second time in Singapore. I just liked it so much. And my friends that are going with me have never been. And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind going again. So um, it is one of my very first earlier videos <laughs> made into it was I made it I published it in 2019 so obviously the quality is a little different but <laughs> um but actually I partnered with a billion veg this is when they were still called the billion veg that I when they had first came out um and we did the video together so they helped me with the camera and everything but uh it's on it's on YouTube if you just look up Ready to be Singapore you'll see it so there's you'll find some places Perfect. Um, that were really good. Yeah. Good, good. All right. Well, thanks, Eunice. Uh, folks should look you up on YouTube at Rated V. We'll also have a link in the show notes. Thanks for being on the show today. Great to talk to you. Best of luck with your video channel and have fun on your trip to Asia. It sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. That's Eunice Reyes. You can find Eunice on YouTube at Rated V Food. Check out her videos because they're really good and her personality really shines. I mean, you heard how vibrant she is on the podcast. Well, she's just as much fun on her channel. And if you want more info about the places that Eunice talked about on the show, I've got links in the show notes. You can see that at radiomisfits.com slash DED250. That's right the 250th episode of Destination Eat Drink. Hard to believe I've been doing this for almost five years. Every Friday, brand new podcast for you coming out, 250 of them. Thanks for being along for the ride. I appreciate you. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we are in Milan for Negroni Sagliato and how COVID changed the culture of aperitivo. Until then, get over to DestinationEatDrink.com, where I just posted a story about a holiday where we live in the city of Setubal, Portugal. It's called Bocage Day, and it celebrates the city's most famous poet. I mean, how many places have a holiday dedicated to a poet? Read that at DestinationEatDrink.com slash blog. I also just posted a video showing how you can make a Portuguese liqueur called Ginginha. You can see that by clicking on the video tab at DestinationEatDrink.com or by going to YouTube at DestinationEatDrink946. And remember, while you're over at DestinationEatDrink, be sure to sign up for the free monthly newsletter so you can keep up to date with all the videos, stories, foodie travel guides, and podcast episodes here at Destination Eat Drink headquarters. Destination Eat Drink is distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and a guy whose piping hot tofu soup is made with a broth of scotch, Ed Silla. Thanks, Ed. I'm Brent Peterson. I'll see you down the road. 
Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.